This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. Happy to be here this morning on this beautiful Wednesday, Christian. It's absolutely gorgeous. Could feel the warmth on my face driving in. It's almost like every Wednesday is beautiful just for us. That's right, because uh, we have the best show here on America Matters, and we're the fastest growing show. We want to welcome Jeffrey out there in Uganda. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate it. I know it's uh, nighttime where you are, and we appreciate that you're here with us today. And uh, along with me today is Christian Meyer, my co-host. We always have a great time on air together. And uh, don't forget, if you can't join us live, there's always a recorded version available. You can find that on americamatters.us. And uh, later in the show, we're going to be announcing another keyword. And so be sure to listen for that. And you're wearing your sweatshirt today? I did. I'm, this is probably my favorite one. It's got a little bit of foil work on it and everything. And uh, I, I thought I'd wear one today so people can see the variation, you know. There you go. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's comfy. It's good to sport around. It's a perfect day for just a hoodie. So um, I like having a pocket. I can stick my phone in there, my keys, <laughs> when I just run into the store instead of, you know, fumbling with a purse. Um, today's topic, we're going to be talking about training and instruction and the role of instructional design. That's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yes. Um, we'll be discussing how training and uh, instructional design go hand in hand. Uh, to perform uh, business functions, uh, a good uh, they kind of go hand in hand. It's like your uh, gameplay for your training. That's basically yeah. what instructional design. It's uh, um, kind of like a business plan. You know, this is how I'm going to plan out this training, and you tweak it along the way. And yep. that's where the technology part comes in with that. Plan and, your work, work your plan. That's right. And if you'd like to donate to our airtime, you can do that at afdesigns.online. We appreciate anything you can do to help us. It helps us get our uh, hoodies to people, uh, pays for airtime, and you help support a, a great show that gets good information out to folks. And it helps us spread the message worldwide, not only yes. through Facebook, but the podcasts as well yes we're so blessed to have all those platforms and uh i got a i saw a post from jake jim rick out there in Morse, indiana i put it on our business connections with anita facebook page if you have a chance 
uh, take a look at that and, uh, and take a read. Um, you know, people can be so cruel. You know, he uh, wrote in that post that people walk up to him and say, hey, I got a kidney for you. Oh. You know, and he's in dire need. And um, and so, you know, that's not very humorous. No, no. I'm, people can be, especially online, people can be mean and, you know, behind the anonymity of their keyboards. But, uh, you know, he is looking for a kidney he needs a kidney and uh, obviously that's something that uh, you know uh, he's taking seriously and we're taking seriously as well yeah and you can find more information on afdesigns.online you can go to the uh, on the road interviews to see an interview i did with a couple um men out there in dayton nevada and uh they were um Getting a transplant, and one was a donor, so you can get more information okay. right from the horse's yeah. mouth. Um, and then maybe we can help Jake out there in Indiana. He is on the Minnesota and Indiana list for a donor. So, uh, but Christian, you know, after the Great Recession, a whole lot of people lost a whole lot of things. And uh, I wanted to better my future. So I decided I'd go and uh, check out accredited colleges. And I found myself uh, going to one out of Chicago, Illinois, uh, American Intercontinental University. Okay. Started with a bachelor's in admin. I mean, I'm sorry, business. Um, the first one. Well, everybody gets. Right. <laughs> a BA. Uh, yeah. And then you, I went on to a bachelor's in visual communications, which was uh, the total goal. And uh, about halfway through that, I was, uh, the instructor was pretty tough, um, and, uh, we do a chat kind of like we do here with America Matters with our Facebook folks, um, we'd listen to the instructor and then we'd type in questions or comment with other students, it was really interactive like that, and, uh, she told me I should go on to my master's and teach graphic design, and I'm like, hmm, and I checked into it. It was only eight more months. It was, you know, an yeah, accelerated course. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know what? Most people want a master's degree. So might as well just take, bite the bullet and go ahead for uh, and do that. Uh, little did I know in the first five weeks what the heck they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Because we were learning um, um, learning behaviors, uh, the different types of learning styles. There's a lot of language. I thought I was going to be designing you know, graphic design, <laughs> but it wasn't like that at all. It was a plan on paper to close that that learner gap so that the performance was better and, you know, kids get better grades or you can go into a business, assess the situation and uh, come up with the game plan to train their employees better so that they have the most optimal profits at the end. So it sounds like it was more graphic design education versus graphic design practicality yes okay. i believe so but um it, it has a lot to do with education mm-hmm. you know uh you have to know all the different learning styles and when you're doing the probably the hardest part about the whole thing was the learning objectives okay because you got to come up with all this different verbiage and you know use certain words because you want the uh trainer 
to be able to understand it to to tell that to their folks we're already down to the last 20 seconds here folks of our first segment and we're going to hear about christian's organization when we come back roughriders.org we'll be having jj from reno realtor coming on at the half hour mark folks stay with us we'll be right right back Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, radio friends. It is another beautiful Wednesday morning here in Reno, and this is Business Connections with Anita. I'm your co-host, Christian Meyer. A couple quick shout-outs. want to say hi to Willow Bill, JJ, and our wonderful CEO, Kelly Rush. All right. Uh, before we get back to the topic of uh, training and instructional design, I want to give a quick update on my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders. And uh, a lot of big things going on this week. Uh, so we got Mickey placed Yay. with a wonderful foster, fingers crossed, maybe turned into a doctor. Uh, Bubba has a meet and greet today. So fingers crossed that goes oh, well. Oh, awesome. We are currently, as we speak, uh, running a wonderful little pup named Biscuit from Vegas all the way up to Olympia, Washington. Um, so we've got some great volunteers who are out there you know, doing that legwork for us. And uh, because transport is our main focus, we are raising money for two commercial vans upfitted with enough kennels that we can, you know, move a lot of dogs at any given time. Uh, our goal is $75,000, which if you look at two commercial vans, that is bargain basement pricing for what you get. Um, and we have the wonderful support of Tito's Handmade Vodka that uh, they are contributing $10,000 to the first $10,000 that we raise. If you want to learn more about us, what we do, or want to donate or contribute, you can head over to roughwriters.org, that's R-U-F-F, writers.org, or hit us up on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com <laughs> forward slash roughwriterssaves. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that has trouble talking sometimes. I'm telling you, it's this time change has me all out of whack. I hear you. It's a hard thing to get uh, used to. And, uh, you know, I look up and the day's half gone and I'm like, where did it go? Wait, oh yeah, time change, you know, because you just <laughs> fill out a balance for about a week or two until it starts sinking in. It was nice to have the sun out after 5 p.m. Though, to sunset at seven, it was a little nice. I'd rather get it in the morning. When I I'm hear waking you. up in the pitch black. <laughs> I hear you. It's really hard to get going, uh, folks. Today's topic is training and the role of instructional design. We have a lot of information to share with you today. In today's different industries, roles and responsibility demand diverse types of employee training. This reality is a challenge at the organization level where the training managers must provide personalized, effective training to potentially hundreds of new hires all at once. So here's the question. How can we provide high-quality, cost-effective training that is tailored to each employee? Well, and the big thing there is that, you know, training has a direct impact on your bottom line. Uh, you know, it's no secret that the workforce of uh, well-trained employees is the foundation for a high-performance company. And when employees have all the resources and support they need to be successful in their role, they'll be more engaged and productive in their day-to-day work. 
That is true, and the opposite is also true. Without proper training, employees will become frustrated. Have you ever had a job where you're frustrated because you didn't have all the information? Or you're expected to know something that you don't know? I can't tell you how many times I've been thrown into a job without no training whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I thank God I'm adaptable. Let's just put it that way. And uh, almost to the point where uh, I was one of those people where they could put in any department, especially at the printing company. You know, I'd be in the pub room shipping out stuff to stores, or I'd be a tab checker, I'd be in quality, or I'd be on the line. And I was just one of those people that could move around, Mm -hmm. which are vital in in a business. You have someone call in, you can throw this person over there for the day, and, uh, you know and have that education in the in the um, training. Well, you know? it shows, yeah, it shows the important, uh, importance of cross-training. Mm-hmm. So that way if somebody does call out sick or uh, can't make it or goes out on maternity or paternity leave, um, you know, it's easy enough to fill that role with somebody who's already there. Yeah, a solid, well-planned training program is fundamental to success. Applying a few employee training best practices uh, to your training module, it can really help new employees learn the ropes and thrive in their roles. Yeah, and there's uh, you know five employee training best practices that we're going to go over today, the first of which being create an agenda. So an agenda or employee training plan is one of the most crucial employee training best practices. You know, First, make a list of goals and performance indicators that will help measure the success of that program. Those indicators and goals are based on who's involved and what they need to gain from that training. A customer success manager needs to learn different things than an account executive or an IT person, for instance. By clarifying those differences, you can also see which objectives all new employees have in common, regardless of the variance in their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, people from different cultures, you run into a communication block, and sometimes those have to be addressed in your training as well. We want to make sure that you know we bring that up. Well, not only that, but, you know, even if people are from the same culture, everybody learns in a different way. There's auditory learners, visual learners, auditory visual learners. And so incorporating all of those into your training uh, will really help reach the most amount of people. Yeah. And micromanagers, okay, I don't do well with micromanaging. (laughs) I don't think anybody does. So for uh, those that like to be in control of everything and uh, keep critiquing that, everybody works differently is what I'm getting at. So if you're one of those managers that's picking out every single thing that person's not doing the correct way, try pointing out what they are doing correct. And you'll see the other things fall into place because you have to reward them too. You know, yes, this is what we want. This is a productivity we want. Um, when I worked in the printing company, we used to get these certificates. If our machine ran nonstop and there were no incidences um, or anything like that for hours, days sometimes, we'd get certificates worth money, value, and we could go to a store and get jewelry or this and that. Teppies was the name of the okay. uh, company back in the day, and uh, we actually had one in Warsaw where you could go and um, and pick out what you want. Which was awesome. 
you know, a lot of companies today have reward pro- programs. Um, I know Sally Beauty Supply has a pretty great uh, reward program for their employees, and uh, it's important to give those things. Well, and ultimately, if the end goal of somebody's job is the desired goal, then it really doesn't matter how they do it. Uh, you know, if it could be done more efficiently, simply make a suggestion as opposed to micromanaging and, and trying to take it on yourself. Um, you know, a lot, it goes a long way empowering your employees to um, to grow, learn, and, uh, you know, be successful. Yes, and I think um, that this evolves, too. I don't think you just get it all done. Um, this will be an evolving thing that needs to go on throughout the uh, lifetime of your business. Um, things don't stay the same, especially in business. Oh, absolutely. So you have to be ready for that next step, the next step, and the next step. So making notes along the way of um how you're being perceived and if the information is coming across you can tell when you're talking uh to people if they're blank or you know if they're actually getting it right and the thing is you know if you are an employee and you do have a better way to do it don't be afraid to bring that to your management or to the ownership and say hey you know i was thinking about doing it this way you know would it be worth trying out and hey if it works that might be incorporated into future training and and, you know, just seeing how that business uh, evolves. Yes, and I think putting in the senses. Um, when I trained uh, for Sally's, they had the, you know, you get to smell the product, mm-hmm. okay? And then you get to, you had a workbook and a video. So you'd watch the video, you'd answer the questions in the book. You get to uh, spend time coaching on those things that you learned with the manager. Then they did a little, let's get you away from this and let's get you on the cash register and let's, you know, get you to learn those. Right. And uh, the keys and how to open it and do those things. They'd uh, also give you a quiz, a monthly quiz on the products that they gave you for reward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was all a backup. To get that production and those sales of where they wanted it. Well, and that's the thing, you know, if, especially in a training, if, you know, something is being hammered over and over and over again, it's not for the sake of just repeating themselves. It's because, you know, you're, you're told something once and it's easy enough to forget that. But the more it's reinforced, the more it sticks with you. Yeah, it's... Uh short-term memory versus long-term the more repetition you hear it over and over or do it over and over then that's long-term exactly and that's what we want we want to build that base employee workforce yeah you know for me personally you know i've got this strange brain where i've got a repository of random pop culture stuff i can tell you (laughs) the actor the character what movie they were in and and what year it came out But somebody that I just met five minutes ago, unless I remind myself of their name, I won't remember it. Yeah. And that goes to repetition and, you know, learning how to learn. Yep. And uh, we're winding down to our next break. Yeah, let's give the keyword before we go out. Yeah, let's do that. Our keyword today is spring. Spring forward. So we're going to do spring. The text number is 775-237-237. 2266 for your chance to win. Please include your name. So Please know. include your name. Yep, and, and then uh, Anita will text you after we get off the air and get all your information, and uh, we'll get you one of these 
sweatshirt yeah. or one like it. Exactly. And if you uh, are only listening to us right now, uh, go over to Facebook, uh, Business Connections with Anita, pull up the video, and you can see exactly the sweatshirt that uh, yeah. Anita is wearing right now. Yep. Or you can see them on businessconnectionswithanita.com, our merchandise store. You can learn more about me at afdesigns.online. I see Eddie standing over here off to my left. I just love that man so much. We'll be right back after these messages, folks. Stay with us. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us this morning, folks. We appreciate it. Our topic today is uh, training and the role of instructional design. Uh, You can text the keyword SPRING along with your name to 775-237-2266. And uh, we do appreciate all of you out there staying with us this morning. And uh, if you'd like to take advantage of being a segment sponsor, uh, you can do that. And just email me and I'll get you the information, anita at americamatters.us. Yeah, probably the easiest way. Yes, and we have some great new uh, packages available for anybody wanting to uh, take part in that. And we can work with any budget, Christian, can't we? We certainly can. And our reach is worldwide. Yes, I love that. Not only, I usually tell folks, not only local, but we reach the world. And uh, before we get back to our discussion, uh, we have JJ from uh, JJ Reno Realtor from Solid Source Realty joining us for the real estate market update. You can reach JJ at 775-721-9975 or like his Facebook page, JJ Reno Realtor, to uh, see some great posts on some homes and the latest information on the market. Uh, Good morning, JJ. How's it going, Anita? Good. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Christian. How are you doing? I'm well, JJ. How are you? Actually, you just answered that, so don't worry about it. JJ, for a few weeks, we've been given information about interest rate, buying and selling tips. Um, I also understand there's a new buying and selling guide out there. How can people get their hands on that? Yeah, it's hot off the presses. Just came out a few days ago. Uh, spring buyers buyers guide and uh, spring sellers guide. Um, it, just get in contact with me. My emails: uh, jjarrettnv at gmail, or you know, of course, go on Facebook and hit JJ Reno Realtor, and uh, I'll get that sent over to anybody that wants them. That's awesome. We are glad that you provide the information. Uh, for our folks in our community or wherever, I guess we can email it so we can go worldwide with that too. Why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, if somebody's thinking about moving out to Reno or uh, vacation wants home. to know more about the market in the area. Or the corona, coronavirus has not fleeing <laughs> to our area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're safe um, so far. Yes. Um, how long is a home typically for sale on the market right now? Well, the, uh, the information that just came out this week is it says 111 days is the average amount of days on the market. Um, I would say that's a little misleading. Uh, the, the, the higher price the home is, most the more likely it's going to be on the market longer. If it's, you know, stuff that's under 400000 that's nice and clean and, uh, you know, a beautiful home, you're, 
you might be looking at one day on the market. It's it's just crazy sometimes. So, you know, if it's priced right, and that's why you that's why you want to call somebody like me to uh, to get it priced right. If you're uh, in a hurry to get it sold, um, you know, we kind of take all those factors into consideration with the seller is are the is motivation time or getting the biggest the biggest sale price you can all that kind of stuff so that's that's how we can uh, price your home right so yeah you know the the short answer to it is right now if it's a house that a lot of people are going to like um, you might you might only have a day or two to get a shot at it to get an offer in. Yep, it's, I noticed uh, things are dropping in price a little bit too lately, um, but uh, they are they are going quick. The inventory, you know, we I think last week we learned JJ wasn't it only like a month and a half of inventory. Yep, that's uh, that's about it. One point eight, I think it's at right now. Uh, One point eight months of inventory that means it turns over the especially the lower market turns over every month and a half or so so um yeah it's very important that you're prepared we have you prepared with uh pre-approval and everything like that so if if we do find the house we can jump on it that's awesome well we look forward to actually seeing you here in the studio next week and along with a couple of your uh colleagues you know in the yeah, industry we got a, we got a uh, we're gonna announce a, an event we're having um a free event for people to to come learn more about the real estate market and uh and some a lot of tips and and ways to compete in when you're out, when you're out there trying to buy, yeah, that's yeah. a nice little tease. So make sure you tune in next week for that. Yeah, JJ, we can't thank you enough for calling in, and uh, I'll be touching base with you um, probably later today if that's okay. Sounds great. We'll talk to you then. All right. Have a beautiful day, guys. Yep, you enjoy day. it. Thank you again. Thanks, JJ. All right. You bet. Bye bye. So awesome. Yes. That our uh, our housing market is doing that well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's rare that it's both a seller's market and a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we need more houses out there for sale, so you know buyers have an option. They're building them as fast as they can. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Uh, I looked over here. Um, it's over by the uh, the university, and I saw a crane yesterday sticking up out of the skyline there um so they're building more over there um get used to it i know it's crazy (laughs) when you're from a small town you're fascinated by the big shiny things in the sky yeah (laughs) uh but we want to get back to our topic training and the role of instructional design um that's our topic this morning once you know what your training needs are to accomplish your goal you can create a, tra- a training timeline. But remember, don't rush through the training. That's very important. You know, like we said earlier in, uh, in the first segment, um, you get thrown into it. You know, you're a little off. Exactly. And it takes you a while to get caught up. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like going out on a, a dance floor, Christian, for line dancing and not knowing the dance. It takes you a few rounds of everybody doing it for you to get it. And if you're out of sync, you stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so uh, continuing on with our five best practices, uh, number two is embrace digital tools. You know, traditional training methods like classroom learning and webinars are not as effective in the modern workplace in which uh, employees need to use multiple enterprise software on a daily basis. Uh, the use of cloud-based technology makes software learning even more challenging, forcing the employees to learn quickly on an ongoing basis. Digital training tools that allow contextual learning can help improve engagement and retention in your training program. Contextual learning is more effective due to its ability to collect context-based information about the learner to inform personalized real-time guidance. Again, structuring the training to the individual learner. Mm-hmm. Which is our next topic here. Uh, the third best practice is to tailor to the different learning styles. We already uh, segment training by job title, whether you're a manager or you're going to be on the production line or associate or, man, you know, whatever you are. Yeah, the custodian doesn't need to know what the salespeople are learning. That's true. They might e- e- give up right from the get-go there. <laughs> uh, but on top of it, uh, it's important to tailor to the different learning styles. Classically, there are visual, auditory, and uh, kinesthetic learners. Touchy-feely. Touchy feely, yeah. That's um, I'm I'm um, I like to watch it first and see it done a couple times, and then I want to try it. So I'm a hands-on learner. Um, sometimes you can tell me, like if it's a computer, you can go, okay, you need to click this, do that, do this, do that, and I I record that in my brain, and I go home and I mess with it until I get it. Yeah. So um, a lot of people learn that way. That's a you know, but you do want the vision, you know, mm-hmm. you know, by watching or watching a video on it. If you don't have uh, the, say you're a new startup and you don't have that equipment yet. Exactly. How are you going to train these employees before it comes? Yeah, there's a big difference between learning how to do heart surgery by watching a YouTube video mm-hmm. and actually doing heart surgery. <laughs> Obviously, that's the extreme, but uh, you know it goes to show that you know these all play an important role in the way people learn. And that is true. And uh, positive reinforcement. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, it goes a long way to motivating the employees, along with the learning path. Verbal reaffirmation, a certificate, um, a digital badge are all effective options. Now, I know in our robotics class, they all get a certificate saying that they passed the camp. Mm -hmm. And the smile on their face of achieving that reward is is why I do it. Yeah. And uh, this sort of goes back to the... I would say almost fallacy of millennials versus boomers and, and the way that they learn. And, you know, everybody wants to be rewarded or get a, you know, a good job for, for doing a good job, you know. Mm-hmm. And so by using that positive reinforcement, everybody's going to have a higher morale. You know, we're, we're sort of past the days of, you know, if you do something wrong, you get berated and, you know, you take your licks and, and that's the way it goes. That, that's just not the modern world these days. Right. They work with you, and they try and find a way that it does work for the uh, person they're training. Yeah. You know, Um, I hired someone out of the country one time, and uh, that was a challenge. You know, took her a lot longer to comprehend, and she wasn't real sure of our money. So counting the money for the drawer to make sure she had enough, um, those were challenges for her, you know. And hopefully she found her way to make it work. 
Yeah, she found her way right out the door. Is oh, what no she kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, we had to, uh, it just didn't work, you know. Um, we did everything we could, and we had already put too many hours into the training, you know. Uh, five days turned into a month or more, and the company said no. Sometimes so, you have to cut bait. Sometimes it's better to do that and get someone in that can do the job. Folks, we're going to be taking another break and then coming back for our last segment already, Christian. Time flies. Jeez. Okay, we'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Oh, welcome back. Sorry about that blank space. Uh... Uh, just uh, caught me off guard, just Christian. Deep in thought, right? I was deep in thought because uh, I was thinking about uh, uh, Damani Ranch High School here um, in South Reno. They've been through uh, quite a bit of tragedy, and uh, people are standing out there and cheering, and our community's coming together to let those kids know out there that we really love them. Well, and it's a, a sad circumstance that forces a community to come together yes so we're glad that everybody is sort of rallying behind this but it's unfortunate about why yeah um and it's not all the same reason which makes the um problem more complex i guess you would say um but i was just thinking about those uh kids out there um christian we're going to wrap up with the last best practice and then we'll go into a little bit of what instructional design does Perfect. Yeah. So number five on the best practices, solicit employee feedback throughout the training process. Open communication is among the most important employee training best practices. You don't have to wait until the training is over to begin soliciting feedback. The best time to get feedback on your training program is during it while it's still fresh in the employee's minds. Now saying that, Make sure you fully understand what's being taught before you solicit feedback. You know, don't interrupt somebody in the middle of training if that's where they're headed to. Right. Um, I tend to do that. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, because I already know I've been through enough training that I can see, you know, like I'll ask a question that's way at the other end or something because mm-hmm. I already see how it's coming together. Um, maybe that's just the way my brain works. Um, and that's why we're going over all this. Um, because to make that all click together for that person is the goal. Yep. And if you are somebody who is the trainer or putting a training program together, give the opportunity to ask questions after each section or module or however you do it. Uh, so that way, you know, you can set up that expectation at the beginning you know hey save your questions for the end of whatever this section is and we'll be happy to address it then yep and here in a little bit we're going to talk about this addy model it's a basically your generic uh, uh, learning module and um, evaluation is a big part of that which is uh, the getting the feedback from the people that took your training course so that you can go back in and make those little uh, strategic strategy changes that you need to in the program to make it more effective. Yeah, always improve. Yep. The better training you have, the better workforce you're going to have and the better bottom line you're going to have. Absolutely. So uh, are we ready for this Addy model, Christian? I think so. Real quick, before we get there, uh, we're still looking for a winner for our uh, keyword spring to 775-237-2266. 
make sure you include your name. But, uh, yeah, you got about uh, eight and a half minutes left to uh, text that over and win a wonderful sweatshirt. That's right, and you can wear my name all over you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's a that branding has really been a fun project, you know. Um, and going into school and then coming into this and knowing what I know about business, I've worked in a lot of businesses. And, um, you know, my dad always said um, he liked to train people um, like he was just learning the job for the first time himself. He would go over every little step and things. And you can tell when someone's struggling in a certain part. So you may need to look, come along and coach them a little bit. Now, the Addy model has five phases. So you have your analysis or assessment. A lot of times those words are, you know, intertwined. Yeah, yeah, interchanged. Um, you can go in, see the operations. I would start by talking to the employees and getting their ideas on how to make it run better. And then see who's filling the bill and who's not filling the bill and who we need to get in there to fill that bill. Um, That's where I would start if I was going into a business. Um, The design is not designed like you think of. It's not moving walls or any of that. This is where you put it all together on um, how your slide's going to show up. Is it, is it comprehensible um, for all the learning styles? You know, you have the hands-on people. You have the people that are already intellectually. They don't want to listen to that because they already are, um, got it yeah, or been through it. Essentially, it's your outline and your workflow. Yes. And then it becomes into development. So you get into the development of it, and that's the exciting part is uh, putting it all together and and then the implementation of your work to see where they're at. Seeing the you fruits know. of your labor. That's right. And then, of course, getting that evaluation at the end is probably one of the most important things because then you can fix the, fix the weaknesses and uh, create your own learning model. Yeah. Now, I know that you teach a robotics course uh, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Do you apply this Addy model to your classroom training there i believe to some degree yeah because um i want we don't have a paper at the end of the thing that says you know yeah i really enjoyed my robotics class well to be fair you're teaching 10 11 12 13 year olds middle school middle school age okay yeah um so what i do is i ask them during i'll just take you through a class perfect Okay, so at the beginning, we have to put our Lego brick with our uh, robotics um, parts and get that all up and going. And we can usually do that the first day. Some get into the programming already because they've already tinkered with stuff and they already know how to get it to do what they want to do. So then they put their program on the computer and they uh, transfer it to their robot. And I make a maze on the floor with uh, just tape. And then they run that robot through the tape, and I record them with a video. Because sometimes it's a little tweak that they need to do, and they're not getting it on the program. But if you watch it go through the maze, you go, oh, I see what it is. I got it going too far to the left or too far to the right. And uh, so being able to have that tool... And they get excited because, you know, they're, they've made this progress and they're on the video and, you know, you can send it to their mom or whatever. And they, and they have that pride of ownership of their robot. So they know everything about it from the building to the very end. 
And we I'll, used to have a builder and then a programmer okay. put two together. Um, I feel that this is a bit, little bit better way because they know all the tickings of everything that goes on in that robotic. Yeah, and I mean, coding and robotics is is a great sort of uh, metaphor for business in general because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if one of these kids sees this robot do something incorrectly, they can go in and find out where the mistake was, fix it, and they're more likely to learn from that than getting it perfect the right, right. time. Right, and they got to learn, the you know, um, how many degrees is that? How many degrees do I need to make that turn? Um, and they can make those choices, and they can add sensors to it. Um, if it bumps into something, it'll back up. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun things. It can recognize color, so sometimes we put different colored tape on the uh, maze and make it do a certain thing when it hits the black tape or the yellow tape or whatever and we just play with it and have fun with it but the important thing is is I don't let them get right into it each lesson mm-hmm. we go outside and we do our paperwork lesson first and we discuss why a robot might need more power to go on an incline or less power to go down an incline and uh, we discuss all these different attributes of different things automatic lights flashing lights on a on a uh, like a trash truck what does that do for um people you know it warns people and you go into a discussion and then i take them in and i let them start messing with the robot because i learned you can't take them in there first. Oh, no. Because they want to get on that, and then you've lost their class. <laughs> and so you're teaching them the theory behind it before putting it into practical effect. That's the attempt. And uh, the touchy-feely, they get mm-hmm. to do all that. And then while they're working on their stuff, I'll ask them, did you have fun today? What was the best part of today? And that gives me the feedback that I need to be a better teacher for the next class. And that's basically the equivalent of your evaluation. While they're mm-hmm. not filling out a survey at the end, you are getting that feedback and, and really finding out, okay, you know, what can I do to tweak things here or there to make it more entertaining or more informational or, you know, help them grasp the concepts a little bit better. Yeah, and we just laugh and have fun and, um, you know, enjoy the outside summer a little bit usually they're in a a camp in the morning and then they're in my class in the afternoon most of them have been there all day and they've been inside uh, because they do offer 3d printing and all those too so um very good school reno technology academy if anybody's out there interested um i was gonna say now's the time where people are starting to plan you know the kids summer camps and vacations so yeah and you can sign up through their website which is reno technology academy i believe dot com you could probably just put that in the search and it'll pull it right up you can sign your kids up for those classes and see what they have available to further their learning and have a great time well, I plan on putting my oldest one in your class. Awesome. He loves coding and robotics, and he loves just engineering anything. In. Yeah, and they're really reasonable. And um, so, you know, when they go to my class, I take them outside for that little breath of refreshment. Mm-hmm. And then we go in and we get down and dirty and get busy with our robots and uh, have fun with that. Sounds like a blast. Of course my class is a blast. Are you kidding? <laughs> anyway, uh what a great show. Yeah, we're at the end. Hopefully somebody took at least 
one thing away from what we had to uh, offer today. I hope so. Um, I'll be listening back and uh, making sure we're coming across to all of our folks out there. And leave your uh, feedback and your evaluation on the uh, yeah <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, leave your feedback and uh, evaluation on Facebook. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Or any of the podcast platforms, you can leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Um, if you think we're whacked, we want to hear from you. <laughs> You guys are the best part of our week. We love you, and we'll see you next week.